Welcome to another episode of the Sport on Tees football podcast. I'm Josh Franklin and I'm here again with co-host James Cartwright from the Teesside Football Blog. It's yet another FA Vars special with both Stockton Town and Mask United fighting it out for a place at Wembley over two legs in the coming weeks. Before the quarter-finals of the competition, we were joined by Stockton Town's J.D. Briggs and first-team coach Paul Midgley. This time around, Carl Jarrett and Mark Hathaway will be in the studio for a Mask United special. We are joined by Mask United manager Carl Jarrett and also Mark Hathaway, club secretary of Mask United. Thanks for joining us. No problem. I think we'll start with you, Carl. Obviously, you've been at Mask some time now. How did you first get into management and what made you want to be at Mask United? The, the, first, the first job I got after stopping playing football in the district leagues, um, it was with, it was, believe it or not, it was, it was Mike, funny enough, it was Michael Dunwell who uh, got, me, got me involved down at Norton. To, um, one of me, one of my mates who was the manager there, Conrad Dillaby. I'd seen him and he'd asked us, you know, if, if I wanted to get involved down there and, and Michael sort of pushed me in the direction with him and I went down, spoke to Conrad um, and asked me to come on board. I went down there as his assistant, really enjoyed it for the year we were there. We got uh, promoted, I think we finished second at the time in, in, the, in the, the second division and got promoted with, with Norton at the time. Next season, I was there pre-season with with Conrad. Things things didn't quite work out for us as in my role and stuff there. But I had a great time there in a year and a half with them, uh, and, we, and we had a great team there. And then, of course, I took the rest of the season out, and Peter Mulcaster got in touch with me asking me what I was doing in that summer and, and asked me if I'd like to go down as an assistant down there. Went down as a role as assistant there, and and of course Peter, he got to a point there where it was very very hard at Billingham Town, and he sort of. You know, step back and, and and give me the role as manager in there. And that's how I become the manager of Billingham Town at the time, and I was I was there three great years there as well. We've done a good role. We had a good role in there, good team as well, and of course, <clears throat> brought some good players in there. And I took Michael there, of course, as one of my players there, and then of course went from there. Uh, took, took things went sort of pear shaped at Billingham Town at the end with owners coming in, not uh, not doing what they said they were going to do, and of course I took a step back. And then of course the mask, the mask job come up with I think it was Ted Watts at the time. Ted was the manager. Yeah, Ted was the manager yeah. there before I was, and of course he left and stuff. And I just went for an interview there with a few more managers, and Peter asked me to come on board, and I've had great four years up to now there. Obviously, you've been involved in non-league football now then for some time. What is it that you you love about being involved with non-league football? It's it's brilliant. I mean, from a manager's point of view, it's quite hard to describe because it's quite stressful as well, but it's very enjoyment <laughs> enjoyable as well. Uh, working with some great players, I, I'm just I'm gobsmacked that a lot of the players that I've come across over the last seven eight years haven't pushed on and, and made it even higher at the pro game. You know, there's been one or two, as in I had Josh McDonald who was at uh, Billingham Town at the time with me as a young kid, and then was at Mass the the first year we won the league, and he's gone up to Halifax um, as a pro. Um, but you know, it, it's it's excellent. It's a great level of football. People don't realise until they actually come and if they have a season watching it. It's fantastic. You get your money's worth six pound. I know a lot of people that go and watch Middlesbrough, and you know spend a lot of money going to watch watch them, and then they come to us, and it's and then they're hooked on it, and they're staying there. And it's it's just a fantastic level to, to watch and be involved in, really. Mark, we'll talk to you now. What is your role at Mask United? So I'm um, I'm the club secretary. So my responsibility is sort of the the, the, the game on a game day. I need to exchange the team sheet, liaise with the referee, obviously Carl and the management team. 
that sort of thing. But then there's other things sort of, uh, although we don't arrange fixtures, we then have to put in place when fixtures are played, contact the opposition, that sort of thing. So, you know, it takes up probably, I would say, 10 to 12 hours of my week, aside from my uh, from my full-time job. And I'm sure Carl's the same, probably even more away from his full-time job as well. So, you know, it does take up a lot of time, but as Carl's intimated there, it's, it's very enjoyable as well. You know, we, we, we do it for the love of the game, really. You know, I know it's a bit of a cliche, but... It is, it is solely that. You mentioned there balancing your work life and Mask have had a lot of games called off this season. I saw one of your tweets about getting yeah, referees and yeah. pitch inspections. I mean, that's, that is probably the, the, the one bane of my life. And I think it's partly because, you know, you've got to have a certain quali- qualification of referee to be able to do a pitch inspection. And there's, there's actually a bit of a lack of that level of referee on side. So, you know, if we, if we know we need a pitch inspection, getting a referee can, can take quite a lot of time and quite a lot of sort of you know using your contacts and that sort of thing so it, you know it is it, it is a really difficult part of the uh, the you know the game and, and this season we you know we've had a lot of games called off home and away yet the season before I think we had one home game called off that was all but so you know it the, the weather's the key you know you just got to look at other clubs around the country you know Northwich Victoria or 1874 Northwich I should say is the call now you know making you know national BBC news with the number of games I've got left to play you know and they've got more than we have on there in an extra cup competition but we're we're not far, far behind them to be honest with you in terms of games left so you know the next few weeks are going to be very very difficult in terms of balancing you know your, your work-life balance if you like because you know all these players have got jobs all the volunteers, near enough, have got jobs. You know, in in playing three games a week, it's going to be tough. You know, it really is. Yeah, how will you manage that as the manager? Because that's going to be difficult. You'll be playing week in, week out. Your personal life, players might not be able to get days off work. Is it going to be tough in the next few weeks? Definitely, one hundred percent. It's it's a big ask for the full squad that we've got there. Nineteen lads signed on, and like Mark just said, there they all they've all got jobs. They all work shifts. You've got you've had them in place already for fixtures that have the you know holidays, they've swapped shifts that we've already had. Then got called off. Then you're asking to go back to work on that day instead, swapping the shift again, and then going to another time. And like you said, we played Saturdays, Tuesdays, Thursdays, Saturday, Monday, Wednesdays. Of course, after the the two semi-final legs, I think we have 18 games left. You know to finish the season off, which is going to be incredible, really. You know to try and cram in, in all that time. It's going to be a hard task, but. The lads don't surprise me. They keep on going. They've been doing it for the last four years. You know, I like Mark said. I think it was going back two seasons ago. We did have a lot of games two seasons ago, and we finished runners up. And I think we finished at the end with a lot of games. If I'm right, Mark. Yeah, yeah. yeah my first season as secretary, there was you know again we actually played twice in two days at one stage, and we were playing Gisborne on the bank holiday Monday, and then went up to Bedlington on the Tuesday, if I remember rightly. Yeah. So you know, it, it, it's not it's not that it won't be the first time this has happened. It happened two seasons ago, and like Carl said, we we still managed to finish runners up. So you know, we I think the lads and Carl and, and Ian and, and Nick do a very good job in sort of you know balancing uh, everything and getting the players there. You know, and, and last night was a case in point. You know, we had a couple of players missing, but we still managed to you know after. A, I think we're probably a fairly poor first half. Get on top and, and and win comfortably in the end with with players missing and players rested as well with with Saturday in mind. Before we go on to the FA Vars, how do you reflect on this season? What's it been, what's it been like in the league? We've we've done really well. I, ca- I can't win at the present minute. We're sitting second, nine games in hand. You know, if we win now, I think we're going about nine points clear at the top of the league. But like I said, it's with them getting them crammer games in and trying to get the results that we want. It's going to be a hard task. But we won't be the only team that's done that, and we, you know, I know, I know Morpeth the year that they won, won the Vars. Um, I spoke to Nick yesterday, and Nick was saying after their second leg of their semi-final, they had the same amount of games, eighteen. Um, they're pushed on, and you know, we won't be the only one. They finished fourth that year, 
but it's it's something when you look at the league table, it's not rocket science. We've we've done really really well in the games that we've played. We've been beat three times since August, you know. So we've got we've, we've got a good squad there, and we can just give our best shot really right to the end of the season, see where we end up. FA Vars this weekend was that always something that was a priority this season, or did you not think about it when <coughs> coming to the? It's easy for me to say. It's easy for me to say. Oh yeah, it was in my mum because we're in the semi-finals, <laughs> but it was it was something that of course you do look at as managers and, and also players and and the club. Of what we want to do and what we try, what we want to try to achieve at the beginning of the season, you know, and we had a little look, me, Clarkie, and Nicky, what we thought we needed for next, for this season coming up from last season, what would strengthen us, and we made five or six, you know, signings that have made us basically a, a lot defensively stronger and good going forward and all round team really. At the present minute, I can't knock them at, at the present. Minute. It's going to be something that we look at the Vars to try and get into the final. We're going to get come across two hard games against Stockton, you know. So it is something that me personally we did look at to try and push on. It is a, I think it's like everybody who's a football manager, like I said, or a player, they want to try and achieve and get the Wembley and play at Wembley sometime. Yeah, obviously a 4-1 win over Team North, which we touched on earlier, going 1-0 behind and coming back into the game. How did that <coughs> game go for you? I think you know, like like we just said there, you know, you know, we had a couple of players unavailable because of uh, because of work. Um, Carl made the decision to, to to leave a few players out. Obviously, with Saturday in mind, we started very, very well. The first sort of ten minutes or so, we, we played some very quick, neat football. Fell behind to it, you know, to you know, probably what you could only describe as a poor goal to concede. But second half, we were, we were absolutely exceptional. Um, going forward, our football was was superb. We scored four excellent goals. Um, Lewis, who, who you know, like you say, made a bit of a mistake for the first goal, made a couple of great saves late on as well. You know, and four-one was perhaps a little bit flattering to us, but you know, we we most certainly deserved to win. And, and like I say, in the second half, some of the football we played was was excellent. Not for the first time recently, because we seem to last few games we seem to have only started playing in the second half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, go, go, going off that uh, on on that game against Team North last night, it's 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 great for for us as a management team as well. Going going to places like they they they'd won the last five home games and they played some good teams and beat some good teams there. So for us to go there, and basically change things around. Um, I mean, people I've read the day saying second string. It wasn't a second string. We've got nineteen good players at Mask United, and we're gonna have to. They're all, they're all gonna have to be used over from now right till the end of the season. So we are gonna come across parts where we're not going to be brilliant because of the changes that are going to be made week game in game out so I'll take that last night because you, you look at the, the result like I said there's not many teams that will go there team north and turn them over so to win 4-1 coming away like Mark said we worked fantastic the first half um, but going into the second half loads and loads of positives for us to look at yeah Lewis McDonald making his start, first start and goal first time in I think two years that Robert Dean hasn't played is that just because of the amount of games you're going to have you're probably going to have to Give McDonald some games over the course of the, rest uh, yeah, of the season. It's 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 easy for me. It's easy for me to say, say this answer. It's just a, the fact is that Robert Dean's most probably in my eyes best goalkeeper in the league, and I could not afford last night for Robert Dean to be getting himself sent off and missing the second leg. It's as simple as that, and I'm, that's no disrespect to Lewis. Lewis knows his job. What he's there. He's a young kid, eighteen. He's coming through. He's learning his trade at, at, at a really really good club. He's he's also played one game against Scarborough. It was away, wasn't yeah, it? North Ryder. Yeah. Uh, he, he had a decent game there. He's made some good saves in that. He made a few good saves last night. Um, and, it, and it's another learning process for for Lewis. And it, of course, looking at going forward, the eighteen games, you know, after the two semi-finals, he, he will get to, he will get game time again. Yeah, and how do you keep your team performing when you've played so little football over the last three or four weeks? Just. Uh, Really, it's 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 a lot down to the players. Really, the way the way they come in, the attitude that they are, week in week out, game in game out, 
they, they all come with a winning mentality that we try and drill into them. And, and there's there's some great great players in that in that uh, changing rooms at the present minute. You know, we, we organise them as good as we can, but it really boils down to the lads when they cross that white line of what they're going to be doing, game in, game out. And uh, for you, Mark, you know, we don't want to touch on um, bad pitches too long, but, you know, artificial pitches start to make an appearance at the non-league level. What do you make of them? Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, in an ideal world, I'd, you know, my, my opinion is football's played on grass, but I think more and more we see, or have seen over the past few months, you know, is, is maybe that is the way to go. Although, to be fair... We saw on Saturday that Stockton played, but concert didn't. So it's not, you know, it's not it's not guaranteed to play. You know, there are conditions that will, will stop you. I think though, but both concert and Stockton are great models for a community football club where you can use the pitch all the time, where it can be hired out or junior teams can use it and that sort of thing. So that from that point of view, I think they're a great idea. Um, but you know, it, it's easier said than done to you know in terms of the cost of them and 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 that sort of thing. But. Uh, you know, I don't know what Carl thinks from a football point of view. You know, I think you know we played against Stockton early in the season, and it was probably one of our best performances of the season. I think the Bracknell was Bracknell on a free mm-hmm. pitch as well, and obviously he got the result there. So. Obviously, we, we've we've done okay when we have played on them. You know, we got beat off Scarborough one nil, mm-hmm. and then before that, I, I can't really remember the last time we we, we sort of. I think it was before your time, Carl. I think it was against Durham City where they used to play. Beat on, beat on one, but. Like touch on Mark said, they, they are you know to to play on them. Uh, you know the the lads the lads do enjoy it. One thing they can't whinge about was any any bounce or any rolls or any bobbles or anything like that. You know, um, and I think Mark is right. You know, for the junior side of things and and the development on on you know and the costings and stuff like that, it's it's easy enough. People saying, oh, why don't you get a plastic pitch? And until they know what the prices are and and, and how they built, it, it's just not as easy as that. You know, it's. But it is something that I, th- I do think, I think you're right, right, James, I do think a lot of clubs will look forward to it. I, you know, I don't know, I think Morpeth maybe is looking at something yeah, to put in place really. next season, you know. So I think there will be a few more clubs you'll find out in the next couple of years that'll, that'll go and into that. The other thing as well, you know, I know we're, we're moving higher up the uh, the pyramid, if you like, but obviously you're not allowed to have a 4G pitch in the Football League. So we've got a team at the top of the conference in Sutton United, or certainly in the top three, who may have to actually dig up the pitch and go back to grass if they want to get into the Football League. So unless that rule changes, there's only so far you can go. I know, you know, Mask are a long way from that and I appreciate that, but there's that side of the argument to look at as well. We've just mentioned Bracknell there. You've got Stockton this time. Is it going to be nice to know the team that you're playing against? How did you go about facing Bracknell? Did you know much about them or what we, YouTube we, clips? We, we had them watched twice. We had them watched by Middlesbrough um, on, on them. And I got a, a report, um, I won't say it was off, but we got another report in the first game of them. And and it's the book we put them both together, me and Clark, and we had a good look at them. And everything that we got back off Middlesbrough, I mean, it, it went through the full lot on the, on theirs, and it was, it was an excellent report. They were, they were a very, very, very good team. They started really bright in the game, the first 15, 20 minutes. You know, their shape that they played worked really, really well. I don't know if we were a bit nervous at the time, you know, we're going to a place here that I don't I don't think they've been beat all season there. No, they haven't, no. Um, you know, and they were sec- sitting second or third in the league. They were a strong team. You could see they were, they were well organised, you know, and it took us a bit of time to get into the game. But once we got a foothold, we got a good goal just before half-time in Glen Butterworth. And, and the second half, again, we were the most dominant team and quite worthy winners in my eyes. The Northern League won again. What is it that's so special about the Northern League and the FA Vars is that Standard up here, just much better. I, I, my view is it, it probably is. You know, it, it's it's the strongest step five league in England. 
Um, the VAR's winners from nine or last ten years or eight or last nine years have come from the Northern League. Obviously, we're going to have a Northern League representative again in the VAR's this year, although whoever it is and whoever they play, whether it's Thatcham or 1874 North, which will be a very, very tough game. But my view is that, you know, it is it is just such a strong league. You know, you look at the last eight of the VARs and there was three teams from um, the Hellenic League, which suggested there was a very strong league. And like Carl said, Brattle were a very good team. Um, Windsor, from what I'm led to believe, from, from Stockton were a little bit more limited. Um, but, you know, it, it, it's... It's just the strength of the league and the strength of the teams. You know, you go all the way down to sort of, you know, the bottom five or six, and there's no easy games. You know, there, there really isn't. Whereas I think in, for example, the Hellenic League, you get to the teams that are in the bottom three or four, and you can virtually guarantee that the top teams will turn turn them over week in week out. Kyle, you mentioned there that the players looked a bit nervous, but they came through in the end. Do you, have you noticed your standards getting higher when you're playing in the FA bars rather than the league? Uh, as a manager, yes, I have in the changing rooms. I've seen like the. More, I won't say more desire, but they, they, they look really switched on at the time when you're going into these these big games. Because, like I spoke earlier on, that's the, the they do really want to go as far as they can in, in this cup, you know. And up to now, I can't, I can't fault them in this. I think we've kept five clean sheets, have we? Five clean yep. sheets in the bars up to yep. now. You know, we've played some really, really hard teams. We've had some what people don't don't remember. We played CM Red Star, first division club that took us to extra time. We beat my home. Then we had Shildon, who were a second favourite at the time. Who were a very, very Good Northern League club beat them, and then one of the ones that people forget about is Darwin. Darwin we played from Blackburn. We were supposed to play them on the Tuesday night, and it got called off because it walked low pitch. It didn't go to the week after. It didn't go to Saturday. It went to 24 hours later. So I had to scramble the team together. Went down there with 11 men, turned them over, and then we had Runcorn Linnets who were, I think they were flying in there yeah, at the time, yeah, yeah. and they were a really really tough team. And then you get Bracknell. You know the other two teams. As in Hinkley and Bradford's uh, Hinkley, uh, to be fair, the game was over within the 20 minute spell that we had. We were just brilliant in the first half in there. The Bradford one was, uh, it, it was more, it was a bit more close in the first half, that one, uh, you know. But the, like I said, the, the Bracknell game, very tough game, and I expect no more from the Stockton games as well. Yeah, and there were some quality celebrations after that Bracknell game, a great following. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, we. we it was difficult to say how many fans were in there, you know, came down from Mass, but I, I think there was there was quite a lot of fans come from different parts of the countries who maybe lived in Mass once upon a time. So I would say there was probably somewhere between 150 and 200 fans, but there was probably 40 or 50 sort of who travelled down from Mass that morning, stayed overnight, and like you like you say, the the, the celebrations afterwards were uh, were fantastic. It's clearly a massive buzz. Has there been much talk of Wembley in training? Are the players? Buzzing about it, or I haven't. I haven't really heard them talking about it. Obviously, they talk more about the game going to playing against Stockton because you know everybody knows it's it's not in fact that. Of course, I know Michael really well. He knows me really well. But not just that. They're linking with every single player that plays for me. Know all of their players really well. It's like you said. It's not like Michael has to come. You know, well, Michael come last night watches against Team North. I've, but, but I've spent most of the season down at Stockton watching them this season. <laughs> yeah, with our games are off. Just with the games being off, you know, and it's a look. I live around the corner from it, and the, the, the local side for me, you know. Um, and I've got a lot of ex-players that are there. That's, you know, so it's going to be quite tasty, the game. So in that sense, obviously, I spoke to you after the game against Bracknell, and you were like, I don't care who we play, but would it have been nice if it was a final at Wembley between both two side clubs with them being your mates, or would you like a bit of bragging rights to beat them? In no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not about the bragging rights. I, I do, at the basis of looking at it, it's a hard situation because I do think that the four clubs that are left in are all decent clubs, and you know we can't do nothing about the draw. It is who it is, and we've just got to do what we can and do a professional job as much as we can on that day. You know, on the t on the two days. Sorry, 
and we'll just uh, see see what the outcome is. Yeah, one thing that's a beauty of it is Borough away, there's an international break, there's going to be some decent crowds. What would you say to people that maybe haven't got tickets yet, people in the local area, why should they come down and watch both Yeah, games? I mean, I think you know, you, you, you're quite right what you say, there's no Borough game on the 24th, they're away to Brentford on the 17th, so obviously... You know the, the 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 loyal fans will be going down there, but a lot won't. You know you you, you won't be disappointed. You know it, it's it's six pound is you know it's six pound very well spent. What you'll see is a hundred percent commitment from all twenty two players out there. You know, and I think you'll see some good football. I think it'll be a tight game. I think it'll both be tight games just because of the prize on offer. But you know, just if you if you're thinking about going, just come and get a ticket because they are both all ticket games. But there are a few tickets left from. Both legs, as far as I, I, I'm aware. So yeah, just get yourself down and, and, and enjoy the game. What would you say to them, Carl? Is the manager? I, realistically, I, exactly what Mark just said. I wouldn't hang around trying to get your ticket because I, I know from both clubs that the, the are the tickets are selling really, really fast. A lot of people are maybe thinking just because you know it, it, it's semi-final, we'll just wait, we'll go and pay on the day. There's a lot of people that don't know it's a ticket, but you know they are going really, really fast. I, I'm sure, I'm sure stocking on there for stays sold seven hundred out straight mm, away. Did, you know, yeah, yeah. then they give us our allocation and we've given theirs and we've we've sold about the same straight out. Yeah, yeah. We? we we sold our allocation for the away leg. Well, I think there might be a few left, but I think we sold ninety percent of them within about three hours, something like that. So you know, really, really quickly. And in both and in both legs, of course, it's both in the northeast. You want good support for both. Both clubs, it'll be exciting day. I'm gonna go back into the game really, because uh, it's quite an exciting one, isn't it? And I always feel like Teesside players don't get the respect that maybe ones in Tyneside, County Durham do, because we've got two of the best strikers in the Northern League, Jamie Owens and Danny Earl. What qualities do they have that keeps them at the top of their game? Do you think? Well, they're just very consistent. The pair of them, I've had the pair of them play for me. Oh, yeah. Both great lads, both great strikers. You know. Um, <laughs> They're both sort of different different strikers in the way, you know, Jamie's deadly inside the box, he's strong as an ox, you know, and then you've got Jack, Jay, uh, Danny that runs the channels and, and scores goals that you don't expect him to score, you know, and, and they've the both got really good qualities and everywhere you look at what clubs have been at, they've both finished year in, year out, top goal scorers no matter where they've gone, you know, so, and and and. and not being funny, but not just going off them. There's some other, you know, some other great players in this area. You know that the, with a lot of the northeast teams have got, and I've I've spoke about this plenty of times to actually a few like reporters from up in Newcastle. I was talking to Mark Rothers on Monday when I done an interview with him, say, say, saying just talking about that, mm. and we were saying I don't think they do get the, just rewards some of the players that are down here in the teams. It's because of the you know is it is it the catchment areas? Not as many big teams down here that they look at. But I would like to think, with the likes of Stockton, the way they've come on the last four years, they've done an amazing job down there just as a full club, and Michael and the team that he's got there. Then you look at what Mask have achieved in the last four years, winning it, come runners-up, being in you know, a cup final, finished fourth, fifth, yep. and we've, we've got in a good season this year, we're in the semi-final. So you look at the two clubs and they're progressing, and then you look at Gisborough, Gisborough's still a decent team. You know They've been at miss of late the last season maybe, but... You know they're still they're still a, a strong out strong outfit. Billingham Town, I know they got relegated, but James, the manager there, still doing some good stuff there. What 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 resources he's got as as he money to bring players in and stuff. So the Teesside area, I, I do agree. I, I don't think many people look down there and think, oh, how are they as strong as what they are? But I'd like to think in the next two years, people will look up and say, you know, they are bringing some some good players through.
Yeah, and what kind of Stockton are you expecting to face in this game? Because you played them in September 1-3-0, but that was when Stockton were still finding their feet at this level. Yeah, yeah, they were. I mean, obviously, they, they didn't have a very good start to the league. I mean, I don't know the exact figures, but I think they lost seven of the first eight games, something like that. Yeah. They, they had some very, very tough games, you know, first up. I think they played more within the first couple of games. Um, I would think that the team who will face on Saturday will a, obviously be a lot more confident because it's going a lot more a lot better in the league. I think there'll be a few people who, who will be playing on Saturday who didn't play in that game. I mean Kultar at the back, I know he was injured, wasn't he? Um so I think, you know, they've brought I think they've brought in James Risborough since then as well. So, you know, they'll be the the, the, the side will be similar but probably you know slightly improved on, on before. But then again I think you you know we'd say the same about our team Carl with the players you've brought in recently. I, I mean I know Speaking to Mike, that's news speaking most days, you know, that we, and we spoke about the games that we've had uh, of that one. And, and I know that he had, I know in that game he had four or five players that's playing in his team and first 11 now that didn't play in there. Uh, but it, it, it's it's one of them the same as with us. We had no Adam Wheatley didn't play, my captain Liam O'Sullivan didn't play, Shea Little didn't play, New Silent Steve, Stevenson didn't play. So it's going to be it's going to be I would have thought there'd be a, a good few changes from the the first game that we that we played and you are right they did have a, they did have a poor start but they have and they've picked themselves up they've done great in the first division and what people have got to remember is it's the first year as well isn't it you know so they've looked strong I mean they're sitting in in the top 10 at the minute if if uh, if Michael gets his team to finish in the top 10 in his first year after getting promoted from the second division and coming up from the wayside he's, it's a fantastic achievement in my eyes you know uh, but for from us, you know, we can go. We'll just have to go there f- full of confidence. We haven't been beaten eight. You know, I think uh, apart from last night, I think we kept with six clean sheets in the last game. So yeah. we're 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 doing okay at the present minute ourselves as well. Yeah, and where does this achievement right rank reach in the semi final of the FA I think you and Mark were involved when you won the League Cup twenty fourteen. I was yeah, I was only on the committee then to be honest with you. So I was involved, but I wasn't secretary then. So you know, we've we've reached the quarterfinals of the Vars twice in two thousand eight nine when we got beat five two by Glossop, and then two thousand two thousand one where we lost to Bellingham Terriers and a replay. So you know, the, the, it, from from my point of view, you know, since I've been been. Uh, been secretary, you know, this is our our greatest achievement. You know, I mean, I know Carl Carl's won the league, so it's probably a, a good question to ask him. And I think it, it would depend on whether we got to the final yeah, or whether we won the yeah. final. I mean, I'm not I'm not looking past you no. don't look past the semi final till they're done. You know, so for me, it's it's something that of course I would like, even if it, even if it isn't with mass this season or whatever, you would like to achieve it as a, a manager to be at Wembley, walking out with your team and run the team there. Um, Winning the league was winning the league was my greatest achievement, of course, as a manager. A manager, you know, over the the forty odd games that you play in the season, it's and, and the way we won it on the last on the last game when children drew, yeah, you know, exactly. yeah, and 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 basically uh, give us it on the last on the last day. We we uh, it's something that it's quite hard to answer because of course we haven't got there yet, so we just have to wait until we get there and that maybe answer it if we do get there after that. Well, I suppose it's the mentality of. Um... You haven't achieved anything yet until you know mm, you've yeah. actually got the trophy in your hands. Yeah, well, it is. It's it's a difficult one, of course. You know, we like I said, we we'll go into this game confident, and we'll be trying our best. You know, and I, I know the team are up for it, but it'll be the same on the flip side. The coin with Michael's team as well. What do you make is of the FAVs overall as a competition? Is it good to have that at non-league football and the opportunity to get a Wembley? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think you know it, it, it's fantastic. You know, it, it gives you know the opportunity for, and I think. I think I was I was told last night I think it's six hundred and nineteen teams entered it so you know it, it's a huge huge competition you know it really is we we ended it in the first qualifying round so we've won eight games to get where we are you know that's that's some achievement it really is you know it, it it's 
absolutely massive. You know, and I think as a, as a competition, it, it you know it, it's a fantastic competition. I just think the 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 only slight negative I would have with it, and Carl's already alluded to it, is in the early rounds you do tend to have to travel quite long distances, potentially at quite short notice. You know, like we did with Darwin, and I just think you know it, it, it's 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 a, it's a, the argument is you can make it more geographically centralised, but then you're playing the same teams time and time again, or it needs to be like a Saturday competition. But if it is, you probably can't have 619 teams entering it because you know going to Darwin on a Wednesday night at 24 hours notice, like Carl said, with 11 players, you know, and, and we just, we you know, we did just scrape through there. You know, it, it's it's a massive disadvantage for a club, and there be, you know, there's plenty of examples of, of that sort of thing with 1874 North, which I think it was when they actually refused to fulfil a fixture. I think it was last season or maybe it was the season against before against Morpeth when they just said they, you know, they couldn't do it in the midweek. They couldn't get the players there. So I do think that there's there's an argument that it, it, it maybe it could be a, a slightly smaller competition. And, and played on a Saturday, but overall, you know, it's been fantastic. We had great experiences. We've gone, you know, to 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 Bracknell, to Runcorn, to Darwin. You know, you know, you, you're always treated really well. Um, you know, really, really enjoyable. And and then the flip side of that, you know, when we had Bradford Town come up to to us, you know, their fans were absolutely amazing. You meet, you know, lots of different people. You know, you you were in the clubhouse mm-hmm. afterwards, Carl. You know, there was only seventy or eighty of them, but they were they were they were amazing. You know, and, and you do get a chance to meet different fans from different areas. Yeah, I mean, I just say as a reporter of uh, sort of Northern League level, I've always found the Ahervars, it's a bit of a more of a buzz for the game. You look forward to it more on the weekend. You get to see all these teams that you wouldn't normally see. So, yes, it's certainly interesting from covering that sort of level. Other than the Ahervars, the ambition to win it maybe, what is Mask's ambition in the next few years? Is there many plans of what you'd like to achieve? Well, I think, you know, it, you know the, 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 the bottom line is... is you know, if we finish in the top two this season, we will be promoted. That's the way that the uh, the rules have, uh, have have been designed now by the FA. So, you know, obviously we haven't done that yet, but we're in a very good position too. We're in second place, like Carl said. We've got nine games in Andor thereabouts on most teams. You know, so if we finish in the top two, then we will be promoted and we will go into the Evo Stick. Um, well, it'll be the Evo Stick East now because they've voted um, to change it from north, south to east, west. And that'll open up, you know, new avenues for, um, you know, travel to different areas. But it'll probably bring its challenges with it as well. But that's something that we'll have to sort of deal with as and when it happens. Do you have many ambitions as a manager with Mask? My ambitions are, are most probably just exact same as every single player that plays as well. You want to achieve as much as you can and play as high as you can. I'm the same. You know, I want to win as many as many games as you can and and play as high and manage as high as I can. Um, you know, and and. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Well, I, I know for a certain that, you know, mask aspirations are the same as what man are. You know, and, and like Mark said, if we keep on going the way we're going, we will finish hopefully in the top two, and we'll deal with whatever we have to deal with at the end of the season and look at that that scenario on things. It's it's exciting times at the present minute for mask. You know, like I said, going back to five years um, to where to where they were, you know, they've come on leaps and bounds off off the field on the field, you know, and they've they've stuck together. Brilliantly over the last five years since I've been there, I've been backed by both chairmen that I've had, the full board are brilliant down there, you know, the playing staff, everybody that's involved in there, it's a great, great place to be at at the present minute, you know, and if we could maybe take them into the next league and see what we could do there, I'd be, I'd be well happy with that. In terms of going into the next league, is it a struggle for a club financially if you have to get compulsory 
promotion? Yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult to, to answer that at, at the moment, but, you, you know, the, the, the simple fact of the matter is you will travel more miles, so by virtue of that, you're going to have to spend more on your, your travelling expenses. I think, you know, this this rule is, is, is there now, so moving forward, you'll get more and more Northern League teams who, who do get promoted, and in two or three years' time, you might have six or eight or whatever um, other Northern League teams in that area, so it's it's, you know, when that happens, that will help. It's just that potentially we might be the first to make that step up, so we could have a few journeys down to sort of the East Midlands and that sort of thing. But you know, it, it, if 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 and when it happens, if it does happen, you know, it's something that we'll have to sit down as a committee and, and you know and, and plan out. You know, and Carl will have the same from from a playing point yeah. of view. You know, looking at, 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 at you know how we do it and, and what we need to do to make it work. Finally, to end it, obviously. The FA Vars special podcast. This. What is it that you're most looking forward to about these next two fixtures? Uh, I just, I just think there'll be two exciting, two exciting games for everyone to come and watch. I, I really do. Um, you know, a lot of people have turned around and said, "Oh, your favourites for this, your favourites for that." I've never made us favourites. You know, it's just people out, out of football look at the the current squad that we've got, the way that we're playing in the league, and the way we're doing really well. But this will be an exciting game. We both know each other inside and out as teams. We're both good teams, both strong. So it'll be physical and it'll be a, a top entertaining game. A North, the Northern League First Division, two two good clubs against each other. You know, of course, I, I want to come out as winners. You know, as a manager, but I know it's going to be very very hard two games. Obviously, it's probably more stressful for Carl. This, so it's probably more exciting for you. No, I, I, I think I might just hide for 180 <laughs> minutes. To be honest with you, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was it was quite bad at Bracknell. To be honest with you, especially in the the first half an hour when we were sort of struggling to get a foothold in the game. So you know, I I'll, I'll be a bit like Carl. I think I'll be quite stressed myself. But at least I don't have to manage the team or play the game anyway. Yeah, no sleepless nights. Right. Thanks very much for joining us. No problem. No problem.